1: Well, our next guest is riding a renaissance wave right now. Aussie golfer Rian Gibson has started the year brightly, winning the Corn Ferry Tour as the Star of Golf Championship in Colombia, his first triumph since 2019. There's been some challenging times between then and now, but Gibson has stared down his golf mortality, and his hot start to 2023 has taken him and will soon take him home for the first time in three years. He's teeing off at TPS Hunter Valley later this month, and he joins us on the line from over in the US. Uh, Rian Gibson, welcome to SEN. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's got to be good to be getting home. A lot of people you wouldn't have seen for a while, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's been a bit of a tough stretch, you know, with, with the
0: lockdowns in Australia and um, simply just not being able to get down there. So I'm um, excited to get home, see some friends and family, and um, also see my golfing family that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, next week, it's uh, Cypress Lakes.
1: And speaking of golf, a fair bit of water's gone under the bridge since you were last here. Yeah, it really
0: has. Uh, last time I was down was uh, Christmas of 2019. So um, definitely have missed getting down there and playing. And, and like I said, seeing, seeing all my, my golf friends. But um, yeah, been, been working hard on the game. And uh, it was good to see some uh, fruits of my labor come through
1: this past week. Indeed. So that four-stroke victory over in Bogota, I guess it's significant because it's been a bit of a rough old ride lately. But, but also obviously a huge step towards regaining those playing privileges on the PGA Tour
0: yeah no doubt um last year was probably one of the one of the slowest years of professional golf for me uh kind of went through some swing changes that you know just didn't come to fruition during the season so um kind of worked my butt off pretty hard this winter, winter time over here and um you know always great to get off to a good start of the year, especially picking up a win early um which kind of frees me up just to kind of work towards the end goal of the Ferry tour with regards to getting the pga tour cards for next season
1: so educate me i think you might be third on the money list right now and is it is it top 25 at season's end get those tour cards is that right
0: yeah so there's been a bit of a shake-up obviously with with live entering um the golf realm um so it's kind of changed a few things with regards to pga tour and Ferry. so this year, for example, uh, there will be 30 cards right. um, given out from the Corn Ferry, which will um, have access to the PGA Tour for next year. So why have they done it like that, do you suspect? Um, so what happened was we used to have a four-event playoff schedule where they would uh, give out 25 more cards. So the regular season, instead of being 30, like I just said, mm. it's now it was 25, and then we would play a playoff system against PGA Tour players for another 25 so there was 50 total. Um, now they've done away with those playoffs, so they've just added five to the regular season to make it 30 now.
1: Take us through the performance over in Bogota, which from afar admittedly looked uh, mightily impressive. You must have been thrilled with that. Yeah, I played
0: really well uh, the week before in Panama, um, finished oh, about 30th, I think. Uh, it was kind of a. a Anyone could have won that week. The scores are so jammed up. Um, so I was a little disappointing with where I finished, but I knew I was playing well. So going to Bogota, I, I felt good. I like it down there. I've had success there before and um, kind of just wanted to get myself in contention for the weekend and had a great Saturday, which got me into the last group on Sunday. And, um, mm. you know, managed to go out. And when the heat was on, I, you know, performed. And it was it was great to see... Uh, You know, good golf when I needed it. Uh, Bogey-free on Sunday is always nice.
1: Uh, Twin Eagle on the back nine made for nice reading as well. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It was
0: uh, The one on on 10 kind of gave me a little bit of breathing room. Um, And then, you know, I just kept plugging away and um, got to 18. And not really knowing where I was, I I, I thought I had a couple-shot lead, but there wasn't a scoreboard to the last couple of holes. And um, got my second shot on the green, and that's when I saw the leaderboard on 18 and saw that I had a two-shot lead. I was partner for Eagle. So I kind of uh, just said to myself, just, you know, get this as close as you can. Don't 3 part the last. And, and the thing happened to drop in. So uh, what a cool way to finish
1: the tournament. I reckon. So that, that listening to you, I mean, that, that PGA hunger's obviously still there. And, and I'm not sure if it's right or not, Rem, but it, it was written up that you were a bit emotional in the aftermath in Colombia, which which is fair enough given the last couple of years. But can you let us in on your mindset as you, you sit here now?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, things have definitely changed. Um You know, like I said, last year I didn't play that well. And uh, I started this season playing out of the past champions category, um, which basically means I'm not guaranteed into all the events. Um, So I knew I was probably going to get into the first four events, which I had, and that was kind of, you know, crunch time to where if if I had a couple of good results, I could kind of play the rest of the year. Um, So, you know, going out and winning just completely changes everything with regards to access to tournaments. Now I have access to everything. And, like you said, third on the money list right now. So it really just, uh, you know, puts me in a great, great position to uh, regain my uh, PJ Tour card again.
1: Uh, I guess the reality of it is, mate, is that you're not in on your own, eh? You? I mean, these are life decisions, too, you know, to continue or otherwise, to do qualifying school or otherwise. And you, you've got to thrash all these things out with, with Nancy, your wife, as well.
0: Yeah, so um, having a two year old now definitely uh, it changes things, you know, uh, priorities change a little bit. and uh obviously financially it's tough um you know traveling it's, it's it's not cheap you know playing professional golf and when you have a when you have some down times it's expensive so uh you know stuff was getting a bit tight in that regard so to be able to go out and and get it done not only helps financially but uh you know just just everything about it just kind of frees us up a little bit more so um, a lot of sacrifices made, a lot of time on the road, but you know, to to do what I did on Sunday, just makes it all worth it.
1: Yeah, and you're trending upwards now. I mean, in golf, we see it a bit, don't we? Like players rising rapidly, but also players, you know, sinking rapidly and almost stuck in a rut. It, yours is a pursuit of some pretty wild momentum swings, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, Our schedule out here on the Corn Ferry can be pretty crazy towards the end of the year. We kind of finish playing, you know, twelve, thirteen events in a row. um, yeah, you know, and if you're playing well, that's great. But if you're in kind of a rut, it's it, it's hard to have enough time to, you know, kind of get your game back in check where it needs to be. So, um, it's definitely a wild ride. Um, there's a lot more lows than highs. Um, so you need to, when you get the highs, you you want to run with them for as long as you can.
1: Yeah. So family's key, as you mentioned. But there's someone else, isn't there? I mean, tell us about Scott Couch.
0: Yeah. So Scott's. Uh, kind of got with him about a year ago. Um, He's a a swing instructor out of Canada and um, kind of got with him through a mutual friend and he's been, he's been great. Um, Sent him videos more or less a couple of weeks and just kind of, he's more of like a consultant for me to where, um, you know, I'll bounce some stuff off him and he'll give me some ideas and, you know, just trying to get on the same track. And uh, like I said, I I really worked on my game this off season and, um, you know, I knew I was playing well into these events. I didn't know, you know, I, I always felt like I could win again, no doubt, but um, to go out and get it done with, um, with Scott's help, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: So that thirst for the PGA Tour I'm talking about, it's funny, actually. Tiger Woods is playing, I think, for the first time in a long time at this week's Genesis Invitational. I, I wondered if it brought back memories for you. I think an old photo even popped up somewhere. The Open 2014, you were paired with him.
0: Yeah, I was, actually. That was uh, my first major I ever played and, and uh, was fortunate enough to make the cut. And uh, ended up playing with uh, him and Jordan Smith on Saturday, so kind of thrown thrown into the wolves there a little bit. But, uh, what a cool experience,
1: I tell you. Well, it I doesn't come readily to mind. This that's a sink or swim sort of arrangement. How did how did you go? I uh,
0: played okay. Um, I think I shot a couple over that day um, around Royal Liverpool, but uh, more importantly, I kind of you know I held my own with those guys and. Uh, it was just a cool experience to be inside the ropes with them. And, yeah. you know, they treated me, you know, just like any other pro. So we, we spoke the whole day and, um, you know, very easy to play with other than, you know, the 10,000 people that were following us. <laughs>
1: yes, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, was there much conversing between the three of you and then secondary to that, you know, what was it like having the circus in tow?
0: Yeah. So it was, uh, it was good. I mean, obviously those two have known each other for a long time, but, um, they were interested in learning about me and, um, I think after a couple of holes, they realized I was pretty easy to play with. I was, you know, just trying to do my own thing as well. But um, conversation was, was had definitely. And then the hardest thing about playing with those guys is, you know, no one's there to see me. So as soon as they put out or, you know, hit a shot, the crowd just starts moving. So there was a few times where they were uh, they were pretty good and they would either mark if they had a tap in so I could go ahead and put out or, um, you know, they were, they were cordial with me. So that was great. No sure,
1: surely they asked you about your world record. You're 55.
0: Yeah, I've been at it so long ago now, I'm not even sure if that came up, to be honest. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that, that I can't remember, but I, I wish I could have taken some of that form into that round, no doubt.
1: <laughs> I, I, I should declare, this, ran this whole interview's been a ruse because all I want to do is ask you about the 55. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's uh, 2012, so it was a long time ago now. I yeah. wish I could repeat some of that form.
1: What 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 happened? So it was it I think River Oaks Golf Club in Oklahoma. For those unfamiliar with the story I, th- I think the record still stands. So indulge us. It was a sixteen under fifty five.
0: Correct. Yeah, past seventy. Um yeah, went out in the morning with played a competition around that morning with uh there were six of us, so two groups of three and um you know, just, just a crazy day. Everything hit the ball well, made a couple of long putts and um
1: yeah, 12 birdies and two eagles. Uh, it was a pretty surreal day. <laughs> and am I right in saying uh, you only? You, you might have just parred the first couple, so it wasn't exactly a white-hot start, was it?
0: Uh, we started on 10. Uh, the driving range was closed. It, right. it was kind of wet on the foot, so uh, we walked. And, yeah, so I didn't, never got to warm up, really. So I just threw the balls up, got two groups of three, went to the 10th tee, made a pretty mundane par down number 10. And, um, and then, yeah, kind of lit it up from there. And at the turn, I happened to be 10 under. So, two eagles and uh, six more birdies on the back got me to 10. And then, um, you know, a couple of pars around the turn and then kind of got it going again. So, um, <laughs> then, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy it ended up. At, at, uh, to be honest, I was seeing off the ninth hole not, uh, not knowing the score I was at. I, I actually miscounted one birdie. Um, it wasn't until the end that I realized I actually shot that.
1: Oh, it was absolutely ridiculous. But that was, your, was that your home course? Obviously, you moved over there for, for college. Is that your local?
0: Yeah, so I think that's probably the first golf course I ever played when I got to Oklahoma. Um, it, it was and still is um, the home golf course for the, the university I went to. Mm. Um, so it's one that I definitely knew very, very well um, with with the greens being some of the best in the city. So very pure, very true. Um, so if you kind of get the speed and line down, you can make a lot of puffs out there.
1: Well, mate, we wish you well. We wish you safe travels first and foremost, and um, love what you're doing at the start of 2023, and, and may it long continue for the for the next little bit. Um, safe travels and uh, good luck over here at uh, at Hunter Valley and whatever comes next.
0: No, nah, awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: There's Ryan Gibson there. So he's going to play TPS Hunter Valley. So that one gets underway February 23, just to tick over a week from now, about a week's time. But TPS Sydney has started today. At the Bonnie Doon Golf Club up there uh, and the early leader Charlie Dan out of Queensland with a tie of the lead. Kelsey Bennett, uh, Lincoln uh, tied just a shot further back at five under. So Charlie Dan, James uh, Marchesani and Kelsey Bennett all tied at six under. Uh, Charlie through 15 and James and Kelsey through 12. We'll keep an eye on that one.